you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Tuesday, September 5th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Kyle, why the enthusiasm from you this morning? Because this is prediction week. We spend the entire week telling you what we believe is going to happen. And in a way, I feel like this is the most electric day of prediction week in which all four of us are going to tell you all our picks for all the playoff teams. Division winners, wild cards. You're going to like them all. And if we don't pick your team, you're going to understand. You're going to say, well, that's a good point. Fair enough. It's amazing. It's electric. And we're doing it today. All the playoff teams from all four of us. You ready? I am feeling it. I am nervous. I have also excitement. I'm curious who you guys are going to go with. We do this show 365 days a year. We live and breathe it. There's only one day on the calendar year we actually have put to put our names to not just Super Bowl pick. Every other show does our Super That's Bowl fine. pick. Everything. Who cares? Everything. 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 Who's your NFC wild cards, Peter? They, everything. You'll find out today. I've been losing sleep. Have you? Last year, I lost a ton of sleep. We had no idea what was coming. This year, not so much. I'm picking my teams. I'm going for it. I don't care what anybody thinks. Good, Jason. Oh, I love it. Like Good. Oh, my gosh. It was, you know what? Surprisingly, I, the NFC wild card did stress me out. The, we thought it was going to be the AFC. It was the NFC. They all just, was, they'll sneak up on you. It will sneak they'll up on sneak you. They'll sneak up on you. I'll make it, Jamie. Uh, yeah. the, we have committed. We have the answers right here in our fancy scripts, <laughs> and we are going to go from there. That is later on in the show. Until then, time for the lead block. Time for the lead block. Good morning, Tom Pelissero, our NFL Network insider. Tom, the season kicks off in just two days. What is the latest from around the league that we need to know this morning? Jamie, let's start in Cincinnati, where Bengals coach Zach Taylor said yesterday was a really good day for Joe Burrow as he continues to make his way back from that calf injury that he suffered in the early stages of training camp. Taylor said it was encouraging to see how Burrow looked on the field. They continue to take it day by day in terms of how they're acclimating him back into football, which makes a lot of sense when you're dealing with that type of an injury. You don't want to run the risk of any setbacks. To this point, everything has been positive. Taylor has not yet said for sure that Burrow will be in the lineup on Sunday for the opener against the Browns, though you would think it is definitely trending in that direction. In other news, let's go to San Francisco, where defensive lineman Nick Bosa continues his holdout while awaiting a potential contract extension. At this point, Bosa has held out for the entirety of training camp. He has amassed close to $2 million in fines, though those can be rescinded once a new deal is struck. If Bosa ends up missing regular season games, that's going to be close to a million dollars a week in forfeited game checks. Small price to pay, of course, on a contract that people within the league expect that if and when it gets done, is going to pay Bosa upwards of $30 million per year. And in Kansas City, defensive lineman Chris Jones also remains a holdout as he has been throughout the course of training camp. Andy Reid has said several times 
in recent days that there's really been no communication. He doesn't know what the agenda is with Chris Jones in terms of when he might show up. Jones has indicated on social media that may not be until week eight, which is the deadline for him to show up and not have his contract toll. Already, Chris Jones has amassed roughly $2 million in fines. He gave up a $500,000 workout bonus. He would start to miss $1 million per game once he starts missing regular season action. Of course, Jones remains active on social media, posted himself smoking cigars in pools, a variety of other things, but not yet back with the Chiefs. At this point, safe to say he's not expected to play in Thursday's opener against the Lions. The next game for the Chiefs, 10 days after that, against the Jaguars, Jamie. Tom, there is a certain level of financial comfort that comes with knowing that you are giving up $1 million per game, yet still posting on social media with a cigar and a hot tub. Mm -hmm. I think it's fantastic for Chris Jones. When he reappears the with the Kansas City Chiefs, remains <laughs> to be seen. <laughs> That's good to know, Tom. Uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit. So let's keep this in mind with Chris Jones potentially sitting this week one out. And Tom just said it would be another 10 days before the Chiefs play again. Mm -hmm. How does this have an effect on Thursday night against mm. the Lions, and does it read shootout potential, Kyle? Well, I, I hear shootout, and I hear Mahomes, and I hear Goff, and we are now gotten this far into the week when we have talking about this matchup. We need to acknowledge what happened between these yeah. two quarterbacks in November of 2018. Those who know, know. <laughs> Let's take a look back at no. one of the most unbelievable football games ever played. This was in the Coliseum, the L.A. Coliseum, no SoFi Stadium. It was Mahomes, it was Goff, it was 54 to 51, mm. a all-time classic with Tyreek making plays, Aaron Donald making plays. There were three defensive touchdowns. There's Kelsey getting it. Samson Ebukam had two oh, touchdowns. Two! Um, an unbelievable showing in which Jared Goff looked eye-to-eye -eye with that big red Chiefs machine and threw a game-winning touchdown pass mm. in the end of the game to win. Guys, it was an unbelievable all-timer. Peter, what do you remember about this game? It was a Monday night game, and it was moved because of the fires, and it was an emotional setting because yep. of the people in the crowd, a lot of firefighters and a lot of families that had been affected. Then the Rams went out there and put up 54, and the Chiefs had an answer for everything. It was one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Tyreek with 215 and <laughs> two touchdowns. And look yeah. at Chris Jones, two sacks. Chris, Donald two sacks. Jones. Chris Jones, two sacks. So I was starting to think, you know, about this game this week. Mm -hmm. I think in our in our respect for Mahomes, we build him up into this this god. Has he does he lose shootouts much? You know, has there been a lot of times where I, I looked up the games where both his team and the other team have thirty points? Yeah. Has, has he lost? I mean, he's lost eight. So this idea that Mahomes can't lose a shootout, he can. He's lost twice at Arrowhead. It can happen. The Chris Jones thing is massive because if this is going to be a shootout, you need a couple big plays. I feel like if the Lions are going to win this game, their MVP is not going to be Goff or Amon Ra. It's going to be Aiden Hutchinson because Donald destroyed Mahomes in that game. Mm. He was all over him. Mahomes can lose this game. He has his best defensive player apparently not showing up. If the Lions D can make a few plays, I think they can win. I really do. I love that you said that Mahomes in shootouts and 30 points still loses eight of them. And that lends a hand to the defense. If you're putting up 30 points and you can't win the game, Gotta win. it's not on Mahomes. And you look at Chris Jones not being out there, the pressure he applies to the quarterback in a shootout type of game. That means the other team's throwing the ball. That means Jared Goff is dropping back and he's trying to hang 40 on you as well. And I'm fired up because here it is a Tuesday morning, 7A block. We're talking Goff and Mahomes in an <laughs> instant classic. Didn't know we were going to have that this morning. But I look at this game and both of these teams on defense, you don't kind of know what you're 
going to get. The last two times Kansas City was in the opener, they played against New England, 42 points. Then they played against the Texans in 2020, 34 mm. points. Last year, the Lions, their first four games, they averaged 35 points a game. And they lost three of those games. So with you talk about one of the biggest stars in the game on defense not being in this game, it does lend your hand for, I don't know if we're going to get 50 points, but at the same time, this easily could be a 30, 40-point game. And you're seeing right here the quarterback pressure with Chris Jones on the field and without him on the mm-hmm. field. And you can see the impact that he makes. First on one end, 28th on the wow. other end. Huge difference without him out there because it affects not only him making plays, but the guys around him to be able to go out there, get to the quarterback and make plays, especially in the big games where we see him show up the most. That's what you're going to be excited for to see who's going to be able to continue to mm-hmm. hang those points on, who's stopping who when it comes to Jason, does night. this affect your playoff predictions for today? I, I feel like this is a broad sweeping uh, development here. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. That's right. Detroit. Give us a tease, baby. One game, will it impact the rest of the season out of 18 weeks? Does it set the tempo? Is Chris Jones maybe not showing up at all? Until eight weeks in? Uh, The name's Tershawn Wharton. He's going to probably be filling in for Chris Jones. He's from that school of business, right? He's not from Wharton School of Business. (laughs) Uh, But he means business, Paul. He probably does. He's got his dollars. Uh, Derek (laughs) Nottie, of course, has been there for years. He's going to have to fill in. Um, Doesn't look like Chris Jones is going to play. And if (laughs) if he does get signed today, I don't know how he's going to be up to speed to go out there and play in two days. Um, I think we wake up Friday morning and we're going to have a new name we're going to be talking about, and it's not necessarily going to be a player. We've got, of course, all these young stars that are on the field, but uh, beyond Gibbs and beyond Sam Laporta, the new tight end for the Lions, (laughs) I think Ben Johnson's going to be the story. That's the Mm -hmm. Lions' offensive coordinator. He's 37 years old. Doesn't look the the most familiar to fans at home who are watching just primetime games and national outcomes, but this guy was the hottest name. I can tell you, the hottest name, maybe outside of Sean Payton, for coaching jobs, and he took his name right out of the ring to start things off last year in the coaching cycle. Uh, the Lions' offense at the end of the season was better than any other offense in the league. Mm-hmm. It's as innovative as any other offense in the league. He's 37 years old. Mm-hmm. He is not from the McVay uh, Shanahan tree. He's from his own branch where he's learned from Dan Campbell, and he's come from Adam Gase, and he's kind of worked his way up sure. that that Lions uh, uh, coaching staff. But I know this, when there was all those coaching vacancies last year, his name was first in for all of them, and he immediately withdrew his name and said, I'm coming back to Detroit. We're building something here. I think he's been in the lab. I think you don't have Chris Jones on defense. I think the Lions are going to score points. As much as I respect what the Chiefs have done on D, and I don't want to make this an anti-Chiefs defense piece because (laughs) Steve Spagnuolo's got some skins on the wall also, Mm -hmm. and he's been in the lab as well. I just think you're going to see Gibbs used in a lot of ways. You're going to see Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown. We go through the list, and I think Jared Goff is not scared of the big moment. Mm. Not only did he beat Patrick Mahomes in that shootout, people forget he went into New Orleans and beat Drew Brees uh-huh. in the Superdome uh-huh. in an NFC Championship game. Jared Goff has won huge yes, games. He did. He has gone into Seattle <laughs> with a hand that was completely busted and beat Russell Wilson in a playoff game a couple of years ago. Jared Goff is not scared to go into a foreign territory, a hostile territory, mm. and take care of business. He's done it before. Mm. But it would make his life so much more difficult if Aaron Jones was out, uh, with Chris Jones, Jones was out there for him. That game is ironic because back in 2018, I wanted to look up the last time a D tackle really held out for a long time, and it was Aaron. Aaron Donald that season mm-hmm. in 2018 mm-hmm. he missed the entire offseason program and training camp but then it became a six-year 135 million dollar deal which he is still reaping the benefits of which he is still the highest average per year D tackle if you look at the top five guys Quinn and Williams just clips under him at 24 million but Aaron Donald still sits at 31 mm-hmm. million so in that game 
to go back to 18, you're looking at an Aaron Donald that got the deal done and locked up his piece back and then performed the way he did, took the team to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. for the Rams that year. And Chris Jones is looking at that as like, that's seven years ago. This is my time now to earn this money. I always want to reference it just in my own brain before I pass judgment on it. I appreciate what Chris Jones is doing. I think he deserves it. He, he needs to get paid. And frankly, Nick Bosa, the same. Mm-hmm. These guys are massive pieces of this defense. I think it's a huge plus for the Lions if Chris Jones is out there. Mm-hmm. We predicting this game tomorrow? Anybody feeling frisky? You had a good theory. Anybody? A good idea. We should, on Thursday, write it on a piece of paper. Write, write the score on a Thursday on a piece of paper and then reveal like it on Oz Friday. Like Oz the Mentalist? Yes. yes. And here you bring yes. it out. And look at this. I had it perfect. Because you know what? If the Lions win the game on Thursday and mm-hmm. Peter pulls out 38-10 to 10 Chiefs, no, no, no. You can't, there's no magic involved, my friend. What I've, box are you locking it in that, that no one just came in that morning and wrote it down? Though? The more we talk about the game, true. the more it feels like there's momentum for the Lions. None of this really matters. Like us just talking. But if Chris Jones isn't there. That's tangible. It's, we're not trying tangible. to make it drama. That's not us just hyping deal. it up. Like, if Chris Jones is not on the field, yeah. that is a major loss. Um, their defense last year in the Super Bowl, they made some big plays. Yeah, Nick yeah. Bolton made a huge play. Mm-hmm. McNuffie made some big they give up a ton of points, and they yeah. could not stop Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, I don't, it, if, he's not, if he's out, not this game extended, do any of you guys have the sand in your playoff predictions? Maybe knock the Chiefs down to a wild card winner. Anybody want to do it? Are you, do we just hand them the West like it's nothing? Well, I can tell you how that goes if you want. I, I, I wrote that script last year. You took a I'm shot, Jamie. Today's great. about taking shots and not I, apologizing. I talked about Chris Jones yesterday. Fans was like, if he doesn't want to be here, send him away for a first and a third to the NFC. Honestly, we, you should hear the sentiment from Chiefs fans. They I have. Are not, they are not. You like, don't think we can win without a lot Chris of them Jones? I was looking at Arrowhead Addict, and they did a poll, and they're like, 1 to 10, what is your concern about Chris Jones? And almost all the replies were like, it's one man, we're a team, we're a team. It's I, he's a very good player, though. It's different. Very good. I, I don't feel like it's very like other players. Like, Chris Jones, a lot of Chiefs fans are like, do you want to be here or not? Mm-hmm. It's surprising. How do yeah. Lions fans feel about Ben Johnson, Peter? Very good. Can we get to it? You kept saying Ben Johnson, his name, his name. Can we get to a point where his name is more well-known the than Olympic, the Canadian sprinter? Because yeah, that guy's been in the lab, right? The lab for right. sure. <laughs> Come on. Stung we in the need lab. to make the Lions guy more That's famous than the old Canadian sprinter, right? Ben Johnson versus Chris Jones. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I think the Saints are going to be a force to be reckoned with on defense this year. And I think Brian awesome. Brzee, their first-round pick, is going to shock everybody and will be the defensive rookie of the year. He's only 170 pounds. Can he go out there? Can he tackle people? I'm going down the road. I picked Zay Flowers for Baltimore. Now we're going to D.C. to Washington Commanders, Emmanuel Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes. That is going to be my defensive wow. rookie of the year. Uh-oh. It is a giant, giant, giant uh, ch- chaser of men <laughs> That had us. We are at the table here. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Tyree Wilson from the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's go. There he is. Will Anderson, the youngest of five sisters, a friend, friend of the show, my defensive rookie. I love. Oh yes, that was yesterday, and this is today. It's time for We In or We Out. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. And yesterday, as you saw, we all made our picks for Defensive Rookie of the Year. And I gotta tell you, I was blown away that nobody at the table 
pick number nine overall pick, Eagles rookie defensive tackle Jalen Carter. Mm -hmm. He is currently the Vegas favorite and the obvious choice, considering all the buzz coming out of Eagles camp for defensive rookie of the year. But we at the table did not go that route. Not to mention, he has been taken under the wing of one of the best veteran defensive linemen in the game. Fletcher Cox. Yep. Take a look here. Here's what Jalen Carter recently said about his relationship with Fletcher Cox. Fletch is a very good guy. He talks to me every day, calls me. Even when we're on break, he was calling me every day, checking in on my weight. He's been doing that ever since. Checking in on my weight? What are you up to? Where are you at? I like that. I love that. Uh, cool. Jalen Carter had an amazing training camp. We have heard so much buzz from the Eagles on just how good he is, and he's got the tutelage of Fletcher Cox and yet not picked at the table. Here's my statement. Jalen Carter mm -hmm. will have double-digit sacks in year one with the Eagles. Are we in or are we out? Kyle, it is rare air to have that number at defensive tackle. I'm in. I'm in. I, I hope he doesn't get against Mac Jones on Sunday. I mean, the, come on. The, he's going against the first couple of guys on his schedule. He may get off to a fast start. I picked Tyree Wilson rookie of the year because I think he's going to do something really special, and I think he's going to have a, above double digits. I didn't pick um, Jalen for rookie of the year because he's, he's part of this beautiful mosaic in Philadelphia where there's so many other good players, and he's going to be a contributor. But I feel like, listen, we're checking on his weight. We're making sure he's good. If he's out there for the majority of the season, I do. I just think too talented, too many other guys to block, too many quarterbacks on their schedule who don't have great offensive lines and are not mobile. I'm going to say it. There's some guys who have done it from D-tackle position. Mm -hmm. He's more talented than all of them. I'm going to say in. Oh. You're in despite in. Yeah. the mosaic. Yeah. Wow. The mosaic is, is what's going to make me say out on this. Uh. The Eagles last year, historic. <laughs> 70 sacks as a defense. I don't know that they matched those numbers. They had about four guys that all had double-digit sacks. Jalen Carter, maybe one. I don't see them getting that many sacks this year. And I love how you're talking about the rookies with double-digit sacks. Keith Millard yeah. was a guy that I did it for oh, yeah. Minnesota back in the day. Was a coach on a team. I was on the Tennessee Titans for two years. Great energy. He's in there. All he wants to talk about this was This is the last rush. 40 years. Here are the only rookies to do it. From defensive and tackle. And Sue was amazing. Sue was unbelievable oh, that year. Sue was yeah. like an all-pro that year. Wow. Um, but you think about all the great... Aaron Donald had nine. You know, didn't have ten. It's pretty rare. And yet... Pretty rare. That mosaic you speak yeah. of... Yeah. There's opportunities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at last year. Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, and Josh Sweat, they each had 11. Yeah. They each had 11. And you're thinking the rookie's going to come in and have 10-plus... Just at his own hands. I have to go out on this. Okay. I do. The math doesn't math for me when you look at how the season unfolds, who they have to play in their division, who they have to get after. But there's so much on the plate of a rookie D-tackle. I think there's so much he's going to have to pay attention to. I don't know if that's it. In terms of, like, you know, collective sacks, half sacks, I just can't get over the double-digit sack number for Jalen Carter. I'm out on this one. I like the question. It's cool, right? Like, double digits a lot. Because, Jamie, it's, it's chicken and the egg. Uh, if you're saying that Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick are all going to eat, that means yeah. you have to block those guys. And Hargrave and, is gone. And, and Hargrave's gone, so you slide in Jalen Carter. Now, look, I look at his teammates from Georgia alone, like Jordan Davis is going to have a bigger year. Mm -hmm. Nicobe yeah. Dean is healthy now. Mm -hmm. Yes. You've got Nolan Smith. Smith on the outside, yeah. and you add them to that collective. Uh, Eagles front seven is really good, and I think Jalen Carter could have a outstanding rookie year. Mm. The best, the best rookie defensive tackle of my lifetime I've ever seen is Sap. Like he was unbelievable. Mm. Sack didn't get ten sacks, so Carter could be like the, one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Get ten sacks, yeah. he gets yeah. eight or something. I'm just still choosing to believe that he's going to be the monster. And get I like it. Yeah. Plays the plays the Patriots on Sunday. I cannot wait to mm. watch it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the AFC East, the Jets have been the talk of the NFL over the last few months, particularly 
interview on our show, and even the players are starting to buy into the hype that they're hearing. This was yesterday's quote. Here's what Jets cornerback DJ Reed had to say yesterday when asked about expectations for the defense this upcoming season. We have the potential to be the best defense in the NFL. And honestly, I think we could be historical, not just the best defense in the league, but I think we could have an historical defense like the 85-86 Bears, like the LOB in 2013. I think we could be that dominant if we put all the things together and we just focus on the now and we're deliberate and everyone plays up to their potential. I think the sky's the limit for us. Mm. We'll get into the okay. quotes in a bit. I think that's going to be later on in the show. It's all over the newspaper. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, 85 bears. <laughs> let's just let's just take it for what it's worth and say that DJ is very high on his defense. Let's just put it this way. The Jets have the best defense on paper in the entire NFL entering the 2023 season. Are we in or are we out, Jason? So I start, you, you, you hear this question, you have to start thinking about some of the better defense in the league. And you're talking about the Cowboys, you're talking about the 49ers, the Eagles we just mentioned. Ah, on paper, I'm going to say yes. The Jets are the best defense going into this season on paper. I want to bring up a sleeper team, though, that we haven't talked about much at all. We're seeing the Jets crushing out there. There's DJ Reed laying a hit as he's talking at the press conference. You got to back it up. The Cleveland Browns are a team. They added Zadarius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson up front. Jim Swartz is a defensive coordinator. And obviously, they have Miles Garrett, one of the best players in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Cleveland Browns could surprise people and be okay. in that top Number five one. conversation. Yes, in that top five conversation of defenses this year. They're kind of a dark horse, horse top defense. I like Cleveland, too. I'm out on this. We'll talk about the quotes now. Yeah. That's what we'll Get do. into it. Okay. Dive in. We'll talk about them now. Now. Uh, I hate this quote. What? I, I can't stand this quote. I hear those two, teams na- two team names that he mentioned. And, DJ, I hate it because it is so offensive and insulting to the 2023 Jets. Here we go. Are you kidding me? Let's just the 85 Bears. <laughs> they lost the game. They they lost the game giving up 30 some points on defense. You guys aren't doing that. The 85 Bears were losing in the Super Bowl. You guys aren't going to be losing in that Super Bowl that you win. And then the, the LOB is a joke. The LOB only got one Super Bowl. Like they did. This is a dynasty we're looking at with the Jets. You just insulted your whole organization, your fan base, everything. Um, you know, it's like when people say that you play flag football and you coach against this other kid and the other team has great defense, they'll be like, wow, that, that seems like the 85 Bears out there. No, you're like, whoa, seems like the 23 Jets out here. Unbelievable. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know why he would do this. They are going to be way better than those teams. These are the 23 Jets defense we're talking. Peter, I am out because I am out on them being the best team on paper in 2023. I am in on them being the best Jets defense of all time, if not the best NFL defense of all time, if not the best defense in organized sports. Soccer, baseball, hockey. I don't know why we would drop down and condescend to those 85 Bears and LOB Seahawks. It's the Jets. I am way in on them being the best defense of all time. DJ, let's get some hype a little bit. Just don't give up 50 to Josh Allen next Monday night because that would really ruin it. That's it. Yeah, you have to have goals. You have to have standards. You got to have goals. You got to have goals. Come on. Uh, I am out on this as well. <laughs> uh, I went with a more tangible reasoning, though, because you have to – compared to last year and what we saw from, like, the 49ers, from the Cowboys, like, mm-hmm. these teams are coming. They got better. The Cowboys retaining Dan Quinn is a huge deal. I think they could also have a top-five defense this year. There are so many other teams that come to mind. 
when I think about making that statement that we're looking at at the bottom of the screen, best defense on paper. Also, paper doesn't matter. What we see in week one through 18 matters. So I, I kind of always hated when I was dating. Great guy on paper. I don't care. I'm out <laughs> on great defense on paper. I would like to see the games play. Nice. Uh, yeah, number, for sure. f- number four defense last year. Uh-huh. They add Will McDonald. They uh-huh. added someone there. You know, Tony Adams is good. supposed to be a better player. Going to mm-hmm. be jumping uh-huh. up. Um, four defense with a terrible offense. Terrible offense. I think it's just fascinating that we talk so much about Rodgers and we're fascinated about Rodgers and Dalvin Cook yeah. and the offense. The defense might be what leads this team. So I don't think it's crazy. I'm going to say I'm in on this. I think okay. the Jets defense might have the best defense. I love when he's talking. He goes, on we pe- may have the best defense in the league. And then he's like, he takes a little breath. And you know he's what? like, and you know what? You know I'm going to go bigger than that. But I'll tell you something. <laughs> knowing those, knowing that Jets organization, like, they're cool with that. I think. Okay. They, not for the hype in the back page or the yeah. post. Not, it's, it's, it starts at the top with Salah, like, Manifest it, like believe in it, like mm-hmm. let's let's lean in. We're not gonna we're not gonna put your foot into this thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is gonna yeah. be us going all in, and if we're all in, mm-hmm. let's live it, walk it, yeah. talk it, breathe it. And I think the Jets are the two defenses he mentioned. They weren't just quiet and didn't talk like. The 85, they did a shuffle before the Super Bowl. <laughs> entire did. video, we can still hear Richard Sherman talking from that team from Legion of Boom. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of the whole thing where you're going to be that good on defense. I think the Jets oh, need guys. a video. They, 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 they need, need a, a video. video. Understand, they dropped that music video before the playoffs started. Like, they're like, we're doing the Super Bowl shuffle. And then they shut out the first so two teams. So Method Man, Ralph Macchio, mm-hmm. and who else comes together and puts together? Larry the, David has to make Larry David. Liam Schreiber's got to be a part of this journey. And Aaron Rodgers yes. is in the back. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Oh make God. the video. Super Bowl shuffle. Come on out. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Kickoff is two days away, and right now we're pleased to be joined this morning by Washington Commanders, second-year wide receiver, and I think a breakout star, Mr. Jahan Dotson. Let's go! (laughs) How you guys doing? Good. Doing great. We're excited for you, man. Really good vibes around Washington right now. Uh, I mentioned I do a top 10 breakout players watch list. You were on the list for me. And you might kind of shrug your shoulders and say, you know what, man? I was a breakout player last year. I, 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 I saw this quote back in June, and you said this. This year, I got to come crazy. It's my breakout year. Woo! What are your expectations? <laughs> Before we talk team, let's talk individual. Year one was great. Year two, fully healthy. Jahan Dotson, what can we expect? Uh, a lot of big things, honestly. Uh, year one, like you said, it was good. It was a learning experience. But I feel like, you know, all that I learned last year um, and then the guys helping me, uh, helping me out just, just to be in the position I'm in today, um, I feel like, you know, bound for a big year. Um, and I'm doing everything possible to make that happen. And everyone, everyone around me, coaching staff included, uh, they're making sure that, you know, uh, I'm ready to do that. So I just got to just take it all in and hopefully uh, have a big year. I absolutely love that. No more rookie meetings every week. You know what to expect going into year two. And on top of that, 
two-time Super Bowl champ Eric Bieniemy has joined the staff as the offensive coordinator. Now, earlier in the preseason, we heard chatter that he's a little bit too tough and different things of that nature. For you, your own personal experiences, what, is, what has it been like working with Coach Bieniemy so far? Man, it's been nothing but great, honestly. Um, being able to learn from such a great mind, uh, a guy who, who's won at the highest level you can win at uh, coming off the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, you know, someone who's going to coach you hard. He, he, he wants to coach you hard. Um, he wants to make sure that every time you step on the field, you're not, you're not leaving anything out. Uh, he's going to make sure you, you give it your all every time. And it, you want that in a coach because it, it's going to bring the best out of you. Uh, so he, he pushes us. Uh, we, we love it, man. Uh, I don't know. He, that, that was a real, I don't know, but, you know, we love it. We love it here because we know, you know, it's going to lead to wins on the field, and that's all we want to do. You know what? You lit up when you heard his name, and it shows that you love it. I can tell that you like his deal. A guy whose deal we like right here is your quarterback. We have something called the Sam Wagon. It mm-hmm. is the Sam Howell 2023 bandwagon. If anybody wants on it now, you got a couple days left, and there's going to be no room, standing room only. I know yeah. you are part of that, of course. He was in the same draft class as you coming into Washington. We don't know a ton about him yet. Tell us something about Sam Howell off the field, and then tell us on the field. I want to learn everything about this guy. Man, I'm 100% on the Sam Howell bandwagon, man. Yeah. A silent killer. Uh, that's what I call him. He, he doesn't say much, but uh, he's going to go out there. He's going to ball. Uh, he's going to hoop. And one thing that I always say about him is he never he never looks phased. It's crazy. And that, that's something you want to have in a guy who's leading your offense, someone who steps in the huddle um, and is ready for war every single play. He doesn't look phased. Nothing, nothing phases him. He always looks poised. Uh, but... I mean, something that a fascinating fact you guys might know. What is it? Sam doesn't he doesn't eat chicken or something like that? He doesn't what? eat steak. <laughs> I don't know that. That's He's crazy. against chicken. Yeah, Sam doesn't eat steak. He's never had steak. Uh, wild fact about him, but yeah, great guy on the field and off the field. Inching his way closer to being a pescatarian, which okay. I know Cam Newton tried on for size a couple of times. This is a good way to live your life, very healthy, no cholesterol. Um, John, <laughs> a lot of people had things to say about your team and organization over the last couple of years, but the Commanders are now under new ownership. You've been uh, a big topic this offseason in a, in a positive way. What differences have you seen? Invite us inside your building, please, and walk us through the overall culture and the vibe since Josh Harris took over as owner of the Commanders. Yeah, it's been great ever since uh, Mr. Harris took over as owner. Um, the, the biggest thing I would say you can see the difference is, is the fans. Uh, this year, I mean, last year when I first came in, we probably had 100, 200 fans come out to practice. Uh, this year, you, you coming out to practice every single day, thousands of fans cheering your name. Um, you, you could just see the engagement that they have. It's, it's really cool to see. Um, it's, it's cool to know that we're kind of, turning around Washington football. Um, and, you know, we, we just want to put some wins on the board for them. Uh, Mr. Harris has done a great job just, just being a part of the team, uh, making sure that he's here all the time, making sure that he takes care of, you know, what we need. Um, so it's honestly been great. Uh, I can't honestly thank having a better owner than him. Um, he's been awesome. Terry McLaurin has already proven himself as one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, having 1,000 yards in three or four seasons. We're hoping the injury settles itself and you guys are both going to be on the field. Tell us about the dynamic you have with scary Terry, but as we called him last year on the show, Captain Terry McLaurin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Um, I'm just a guy who, who can kind of who can feed off of Terry. Honestly, uh, Terry, me and Terry can both do everything on the football field, playing inside, playing outside, uh, deep, short, intermediate. Um, so I kind of just play off of Terry. Uh, he, 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 like you said, he's the captain. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the, the kid who, who, who just feeds off of him right now. Uh, that's my guy. Uh, I know he's always going to make plays and it kind of feeds off of me. Um, it helps me get the confidence to, to go out there and make plays uh, alongside of him. So um, he, he's leading the way and, and we're, we're all following ship. There's nothing better than having two guys out there on the outside who you know you have to keep your eyes on. This week on our show is Prediction Week, and we've been picking everything from Defensive Rookies of the Year, all of that stuff. Yesterday, Defensive Rookie of the Year, I picked Emmanuel Forbes. You've been competing against this guy throughout training camp all summer. What can fans expect from Forbes, and do you think he has the potential to really break out and go off this season? Yeah, I want to say that's a great pick by you. Um, Very smart man. Uh, Manuel Ford, he's going to make a lot of plays, man. He, his ball skills are some of the best I've seen in a DB. Um, extremely quick out of his breaks. Uh, he, he, can, he can guard anyone. Um, so, so I'm really excited for him. He, he's been practicing his butt off every single day he comes in here. Um, he, he's been treating every day like a, like a professional. So I'm really excited to see what he can do. I know he's going to have a lot of interceptions this year, and you know that's just more opportunities for us to score touchdowns. So I can't wait. John, your Penn State Nittany Lions took care of business last weekend. <laughs> We're hoping that you can do the same this weekend. We're watching you uh, take on the Cardinals. We're excited for this Commanders team. Thank you so much for joining us on the show this morning. We know you got football practice up ahead. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.